I feel confident because I'm the best player in the world. Know what I will with your life. What? Playoffs? What are you talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? That's been the realest thing I've ever heard. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? Yeah. Sports talk on the Paradise Podcast. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn ready. Get your popcorn. Yeah, but Harper hit a home run. Or? Harper hit a home run. Did he? No, uh, I don't know. Did he? Is what uh, you're I don't know. I thought that's what it said. Let me see. That'd be gnarly. Okay, Paradise Podcast, episode 37. We're back at it again. Easy Talk is on with me. Tell them what's up, bro. Buddy, not much, man. Just pumped. Week uh, week five now. Week five rolling NFL in. season, man. Can't wait. Can't wait to get this one rolling through. Um, you used to? No, I actually got you on these pick right? This week. You, you doubled up. You beat me on the pickums, and then Let's you beat go. me in fantasy also. So. Oh man! And I hate for it to roll like that because you yeah. you got this fantasy on lock. Got lucky with this one, man. I was surprised. <laughs> See, you know the problem is that you just re-listened to the podcast Sunday morning, made the adjustments, took my advice, and you know, <laughs> ultimately used my own advice to beat me. Let's go, and that's what it's all about. It's all good, but hey, why don't you update the fantasy league for him? Because it is pretty. It's a little top two turning. I mean, I, I mean, I started off. I'm I'm one and three. One and I and got Rodgers, Cream Hunt, and Odell. So this guy got players on lock. Like you think he'd be winning every game, but don't take don't take it away from him. Because bro, you got what? You got other leagues that you're killing it in. So <laughs> yeah, killing it. But somehow, some way, like I said, when they. If I told you, hey, I got Kareem Hunt, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Odell, and, you know, everybody to fill in the pieces, and I only won one game, something's up. Yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. I mean, our league has a couple big big names on on certain teams. Like, they got their team fully stacked. Like, when we say fully, yeah. man, wide Joel receiver ones, so down the list, man. Wow. Yeah, but let me see the schedule real quick because I know there's some hot games we're gonna talk about. Um, with these pickums, it's getting wild now because it's week five, and you figure, you know, we know what what teams are hot, what they're not. But there's a lot of surprising games that are being thrown at us. We don't even know what to think anymore. Yeah, I mean, last week the scoring was a little bit odd, and um. You know, for the reason of just it's feels like it's always that Sunday where just the brand name players don't really score, and it's just those random backup tight ends and everything. And now, just bringing more of the randomness to Week Five, where you do have some pretty random matchups. And it started with the Patriots Buccaneers, and you know, I was talking to my cousin actually, and it was a go fantasy wise just to put everybody a start, everybody Buck or um, Patriot, and I thought to myself, I could just see this game being super low-scoring, short week. You know, yeah, these defenses are giving up a lot, and go figure, you know, how it works is that these defenses are bottom of the league, and the final score was 19-14, to 14. so, you know, just adding on the weirdness of the NFL and just the matchups that present this week five. 
Yeah, it's it's wild, man. I mean, just bringing it back, the first thing that came to my mind when you were like a lot of tight end scoring was that Buffalo game against Atlanta. For them to win, then having Charles Clay with 112 yards, mm-hmm. it's just one of those games, I guess you could say, right? Like, how, how else can you explain that? Yeah, one of those games. Now, uh, Bill's defense uh, definitely got overlooked in the beginning of the season when, you know, a bunch of their players got traded and, uh, you know, the offense got rid of Sammy Watkins. What are they going to really do? Yeah, you got McCoy there. We got to remember that game when they played Atlanta last weekend. Uh, Atlanta went out Julio Jones and um, – I think Tyler Gabriel, too. So that was the two main wide receivers. Oh, right, right, right. And then usually, you know, how the game works is if you come out slow and, you know, it's a dogfight, it's really hard just to get back on your feet. So once the Falcons sort of fell for, you know, the Bills' pace of game and just their trick of just falling for them, it was really hard to get back on their feet, like I said, because the Bills were just scrapping with them the whole way. Right. the defense, you know, Bills' defense isn't, it's not legit, it's not, uh, elite, but they do have players, you know, on uh, the defensive end that could give offenses trouble. Definitely, bro. I mean, shoot, what can we talk about that's hot right now? Freaking Kansas City, talk about yeah. them. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's just the highlighted game too because it's going to be Sunday night. So they've been playing under you know, prime time. I think since like week one, it seems like you've been watching them prime time and. Oh, yeah. Play a team, you know, they play a team not to mess around with, and it's your boy Deshaun Watson and the Texans. So, yeah, buddy, that's definitely going to be a great game. Um, two good defenses, and now one thing about the the Chiefs defense is they're they give up uh, a lot of yards through the um, through the air. So a lot of people think because their defense is good and you know opportunistic with the turnovers that they're just shut down automatically. But they do give up a lot of yards through the air, and Deshaun Watson's hot right now. So yeah, it's definitely going to be fun to see how that one plays yeah. out. We got to see Watson, his poise, his his action, you know, the way how he's going to perform week in and week out because we've seen certain games that were unbelievable. Um, and, you know, knowing that it's his first year, let's see if he can continue, you know, because it's one of these games where it's like, oh, he must fold, right? That's what we always assume. Somebody right. like him has to fold at least one week. So, you know, this is going to really build his his persona, you know, really boost up who he really is in the league if he really goes in this game, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and then again, if he somehow pulls out a win, you know, uh, against the Chiefs and then next week just puts up a goose egg, it's expected. The kid's a rookie. And then again, the Texans aren't a perfect team. They got Will Fuller back, so that only helps. Hopkins, like we were talking about, leads the league um, in receptions and targets, and he leads the team in almost everything, um, maybe besides touchdowns or tied. But they got to get the running game going mostly against the Kansas City Chiefs, and that's something hard. Uh, they usually do against that defense, but then that's where you know the game changes and you got to throw through the air. And that's where Watson's going to be tested. But we've seen, you know, he scored five touchdowns last game. He put it up against the Patriots. So he's definitely got the ability, but we'll see, you know, prime time against the Andy Reid defense where he knows what to do when it comes to crunch time. Yeah. Uh, but the Texans could definitely pull this one off. And being at home, too, is big time. Um, and the defense definitely got to step up. J.J.Y., you know, Clowney. They got no excuses now. Yes, Brian Cushing. Right. 
I forgot what happened. Uh, at least um, how long he's going to be. I know it was like PEDs. I don't know how long he's actually going to be out, so that is a killer, but... Defense is looking pretty good right now. No injuries. Yeah, that would be pretty. That would be pretty amazing to see somebody actually shut down certain players on Kansas City. You know, finally break down what these players are on that's making them so hot. You know, like the running game and having that top wide receiver out there. One of them, you know, having to stop them, like you said, with JJ Watt out there. That would be that would be pretty nice to see finally somebody. And I mean, Houston has that ability definitely. Yeah, and the thing I think with the Chiefs, and that's what I said to you multiple times, is that the Chiefs aren't good at just one thing. They're good about a bunch of things, and they're not great. They're good, so it makes them well-rounded because nothing's overwhelming on that team. Right. Yes, they got Kareem Hunt. You know, he's going to be a superstar. He's going to be a star. He should be a good back, especially in the offense, and you know, um, the ability he brings that he could pass the, or he could catch the ball and rush also. But then again, you look at the wide receivers besides Tyreek Hill, who do you really have wide receiver wise? But right. that's where it gets a little bit equal out because you got uh, Travis Kelsey, who's the pass blocker, tight end, and pass catcher. So it really evens them out with having a Tyreek Hill, who's not a true number one. Kelsey, you do have Hunt in the backfield. The biggest person in that offense that we keep forgetting about, and, you know, me and you, we always talk about no credit is Alex Smith, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, you say that's your guy, you know? He does, he does go beast mode a lot of times. He does, you know, put up the stats, but, like, you'll see now that, you know, you're paying attention a little bit closer, you know, yeah. years and years in, is that, you know, he might not be all that, but this definitely could be his year where, you know, he's a free agent next year and or this year, at the end of this year, so... You know, the contract year is definitely something big, but this is who Alex Smith's going to be is that, um, you know, one game, pop off, the next, decent. But this is a real good team around him, so. Yeah, do you think think that, like, Alex Smith being on Kansas City and getting adjusted to their their place down, having that coach there, you know, Andy Reid building up the team, do you, would you credit Andy Reid for all this? 100%. 100%. And since you said it, that was the reason. And if you didn't say it, I was going to. It's. I don't oh think it's God. necessarily the team, but I think it's who was the head coach and just the West Coast style where, you know, it's, it's slants, it's fast stuff, it's get the ball out of your hand. And that's exactly what Alex Smith is. But the best thing about him is, is if you don't leave a spy, if you don't leave somebody, you know, trailing around, he could pick up 20 yards. You know, he's not afraid to truck somebody. He scored touchdowns this year rushing. Um, you know, he gashed uh, Kirk Cousins and them. They were going back and forth. Hurt him and Kirk Cousins, you know, gaining 20 yards, 10 yards on plays where, you know, they had to break down and break the, the pocket. So uh, he definitely benefits because of the offense, and that's mostly because of who Andy Reid is. And that's what yeah. he does is makes quarterbacks great and running backs even greater. Right. And, I mean, like, looking at his stats, I just pulled them up now, and it makes perfect sense, you know, thinking about him – transitioning to Kansas City uh, back in 2013. Since yeah. then, his percentages kept getting higher and higher and higher. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah. Andy Reid just puts you in a good situation, high percentage passes. We're San Francisco, think about it. That was a way different ball game, if you really think about it. That was, uh, feels like forever ago. You had Frank Gore, they were running the option a little yeah, bit. Man. You know, they were... 
who was the wide receivers, you know, Bolden and someone. So, but right. you got to remember, look, look at those stats, and he led that team to where they were until he got hurt. So, right. Alex Smith's that man. He's that guy. He was a high draft pick, and he he's proved it through his years. It's just, um, you know, got his one chance, got injured. Now he's reviving it here, and he knows that. And that's another thing I'll ask you, too, personally, because you like Mahomes just – through you know everything that the media showed us and just right. the, the pro days and all that yeah but alex smith i'm pretty sure this is his last year on the chiefs uh via contract do okay. you think they resign him you know i mean look what's going on why would you just want to switch to uh you know a rookie quarterback right away right i mean yo so, and patrick mahomes i think that's perfect for him to just sit there and watch this like this is just kind of perfect for him because if you think about it, he was playing a different style of offense in Texas Tech. So getting adjusted and having someone like Alex Smith around, I think that really benefits him NFL-wise, not being thrown in there. Because that was one of those things, right? Like like how we see with Watson. Watson was playing on a Clemson offense. He went all the way to the mm-hmm. national championship. You know, this guy had that style of offense ready to go you know having that focus when he's playing under pressure in the pocket like he knows how to maneuver because he's been around that you know with that with that professionalism built in him through clemson you know what i mean i think that yeah just yeah no no i just think that you know for mahomes like how you said i think this is good for him to just watch this unfold in front of him and 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 get some you know get some practice from um from being next to alex smith yeah, I mean, that's a big thing in sports is someone be able to take another player and, you know, put them um, under their wing and see that line of basketball with, like, the centers and, you know, uh, Kevin Garnett coming back, helping out, you know, the Marcus Cousins stuff. Because like, that's, that, you know, that's, that's real stuff in the sports world. That's why veterans get brought over to young teams to sort of be, you know, the coach, the dad of the team. And that's why you see some veterans come out and say, hey, I don't want to be the veteran. I want to play. I don't want to do this. You know, I don't want to do that. You know, he only benefits because Alex Smith's a true professional. He never came out and bashed Kaepernick. He, you know, got kicked out of San Fran, which he made his living there and was a high draft pick and got kicked out after one season. And now we see... Well, another discussion, but why Kaepernick's not even playing right now? Mm-hmm. And he got kicked out of, you know, he got kicked out of his own team by someone who's not even in the league right now. So, sure. you know, so like I said, just that goes back to professionalism. Uh, Mahomes is going to see, and we'll see though. You know, Mahomes, he um, he's one of the rookie quarterbacks who hasn't played yet. I know, um, I know it was Watson. Trubisky's going to play Monday. Uh, he hasn't played. And then I forgot, I think there was one more in there. A fourth quarterback taken in the first round. Um, hmm. yeah, yeah, that one's going to stump me. But, you know, just to see what he, you know, what he's got. So, um, only good for him, you know, sitting under uh, Alex, Reed, uh, Alex Smith and Andy Reid. So, yeah. Let me see this, bro. <laughs> Let me see who these were. Um, I know it was, it was Watson, Trubisky. Yeah, Watson, Trubisky, um, Deshaun, uh, Watson, Trubisky. Yeah. And then um, Mahomes. We have to check maybe round two. I think. Well, maybe... Then it wasn't. Then that. Then it was. It was just round one. I was looking. Yeah. 
I think it was, yeah, like, man. really close in round two, though. Like, it was, like, one of the very first picks in the second round. Um, but if I look back, I'll figure it out. But, yeah, let's leave. Bro, let's just keep going with this because <laughs> we were just talking about this a couple of days ago with Trubisky. Like, yeah. you know, this is going to be one of those situations now. Okay, well, this guy's going to be thrown in now this week. Um, right. You know, you're in Chicago. You're hearing that local news talk about them. I don't know what they're, they're saying. Bad things. They're saying good things. Um, I mean, well, I know, like know, the I, the general sense is, is that people are happy. That's all that people are just so yeah. hyped that oh, finally, you know, he's in. Right. Exactly. And just the answer what we were looking for that fourth quarterback in the first round. There was none. There was only those three. So. Oh, that yeah, you know who it was? Kaiser, second round. Yeah, right, early, so. That was that. Um, yeah, so Bears, uh, mixed reviews, definitely. Um, but, okay, the way I look at it is, is I just mentioned, you, you have to play these players to see what you got. Um, but the Bears just, and I feel like, you know, living in Chicago, that's just, that's just how our management runs. It's just it's just ugly. It just doesn't look right. You know, they go out, get Glennon. Okay, security. You have to pay him. You probably didn't have to pay him that much money, but at the end of the day, the money's the money, and it doesn't really matter because the money amount. Yeah. You have to pay him that amount, and he pretty much forced the Bears' hand how bad he was. Oh, my now, God. We were killing you know, ourselves when we were watching that Packers game. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it was, I mean, the fumbles, everything, it was bad. Now, in Tampa, he was okay. But, you know, now, given the struggles with Glennon for a few reasons, offensive line was banged up, well, first, second game, maybe third, the fourth, they were finally healthy. Um, you know, run game hasn't been there, but it has hot and cold. Now you see Jordan Howard coming out, you know, three cones sort of slowed down. But the biggest thing was the receiving core. And the biggest thing to me is if you – we get it. Michael Lennon is not a starter in this league. But with with the people around him and now putting in Trubisky and thinking that he's just going to be able to succeed and be better, it's just a little tougher. Now, I know Trubisky, he is mobile. That's the one thing we were looking uh, about. You asked me, and I said, I know he's accurate for sure. I had to look back. Yes, he's mobile. Nothing crazy, you know, Michael Vickish, but he could definitely dodge um, incoming traffic. Um, but he's accurate. That's the biggest thing is that he could put the ball where nobody could put it besides his wide receiver. But that right. just goes back to the wide receivers is that, you know, I put it this way. Cam Meredith, torn ACL, beginning of the season, he was the Bears' number one wide receiver. On any other team, he would not be a one or two. He would maybe be a third wide receiver. Right. Now, now, saying that, a third wide receiver was going to be Mitch Trubisky's number one wide receiver. <laughs> That's just how bad the wide receivers right. were going to be. So it was a little bit hard for Trubisky anyways. And to top all that, I'm just scared that the offensive line could crumble. Um, and that the biggest thing is that the Bears have to improve 100%. You know, with the wide receiver core, with the offense, with just everybody all around Mitchell Trubisky, because I don't know if he'll be able to survive this bad Bears era. That's going to be three years, four years. Yes, the defense will be there, but 
your defense is going to be nothing if your offense can't even get going. And that's just been the Bears' M.O. since the Rex Grossman days. The defense can do stuff, it's just the offense can never score. And you and you look at this team and they have nobody, you know, like absolutely nobody. You know, I do like Cohen, I do like Howard a lot, but that's just on the run game. They have absolutely no pass catching. Um, yeah, this is scary, man. So oh you know, God. and then just the lastly two to talk about the matchup. It's not going to be the greatest matchup. Yes, you're going to be home, but it's going to be more pressure because one, yes, you are home. Two. It's against a Vikings defense that is legit from the defense alignment to the safeties to the shutdown corners they have to the linebackers. I mean, it's the whole defense. Yo, you're Even making this sound like a nightmare. Oh, my God. It, it might be a nightmare. And, and you know, lastly, it's up to the coaching staff, too. If Trubisky goes out and puts up zero, yes, it is on him. Obviously, he's the one throwing the ball. But the play calls got to be good for him. They have to be dummy. They have to be one on one. You know, he is an NFL player, yes, but he is a rookie. He's young. He's only played ten games in college, so you got to give him the easy rollouts. You got to give him the curls, the easy slants. Because if you're asking him to do too much against a Mike Zimmer defense, it's going to be bad. But it should be bad because he is a rookie. It is the Vikings defense on Monday night. It doesn't mean that the next week he can't come out and light up whoever they play. Just this yeah. week, to me, not looking the greatest. But, look, I'm pushing for the kid, you know. I mean, they took him with the second pick and, you know, just get yeah. that run game going. Any any team get the run game going, opens up everything else, and it's going to be up to the coaches at the end of the day. So. Right. Yeah, man, this is scary. This is a scary thing, bro. You, you forgot to mention one thing, too. It's going to be Monday night. Oh, I said that a hundred times. Oh, okay, my bad. I mean, yeah, prime time. Yeah, prime time. So, bro, just imagine this, man. This guy's coming in. Oh my God, with so much pressure, he better prove us, prove to everybody, because everybody's just putting it all on him. Especially the Bears to make that move. Just going back to that draft and making it seem like they, you know, they pushed it to have this guy. So, like, it's a big deal. It's a yeah. real big deal. You know, like, I don't think it's going to really it's gonna really be something to talk about after this game because, and look, even if he does bad, how, how, how can we even judge him if the game goes bad? You know, because like we said, the pieces aren't there. So it's like you almost feel exactly. bad for the kid if it's not even going to work out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and that's another thing, too, is that you got to, if you're a Bears fan or just a Trubisky fan, is that you can't be thinking this team's going to be Super Bowl and everything's going to be perfect. Now, like, the biggest thing when and if they, you know, win or lose against the Vikings and Trubisky's play, you just go back on tape and you just watch individual plays of just, oh, there's a good throw there, good throw there, bad throw there. Because, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, they want the wins. But they're not expecting this kid just to come, you know, be lights out. Unless, you know, we've seen that in the past. These rookie quarterbacks, RG3, Locke, and all those type players come out and just straight kill it. So right. he could, For he sure. could have that. And I don't think we've seen that, though. You know, we're not expecting that. Preseason, playing against three fours, and, you know, he was he's doing pretty good. Marching down the field, two-minute warnings, touchdowns. Yeah. Um, you know, everything was looking good, so... 
like I said, it just does really kill it that it is Vikings and Mike Zimmer. You know, he's gonna try lighten up the, you know, the rookie quarterback. But I'm pretty sure Bears somehow, some way, prime time have um, pretty good numbers against the Vikings. But the same yeah. Bradford plays, you know, that could up the offense and just really change the game. So, uh, and, you, know, you know, win or lose, you know, I'll be under a microscope, but it'll be the talk of the town for sure. And there's going to be the haters. There's going to be, you know, the people supporting. But, you know, this it is big, humongous. Bears second pick and don't really do this often. And having a quarterback, this is all we're riding on. So. Right. And as long as he just doesn't get injured, you know, like let's That's see his a, toughness out there. Exactly. And, you know, that was another thing I was going to bring up. But then it's just like, you know, I remember telling you when drafting fantasy players, like you're not drafting them thinking they're going to get injured. You, you just take them. You take the risk, yada, yada. That's going to be part of the bad Bears era is that I hope he just doesn't get injured if they're just getting crushed, you know. Like, that's one thing to stay in this league based off of your skill. But then again, the other one's health. And if he can't last through three to four years, you know, how's he going to be our Peyton Manning, you know, 20-year veteran, 15 years, you know, if he can't get through four or five. So. Oh, man. Let's see, but, man. So, well, on coaching staff too. Biggest thing, last thing too. It's gonna be yeah. on the coaching staff. Hell yeah! Well, this coaching staff we can go in about all day long because you, <laughs> you, you've said plenty about them, and I can see where you're coming from, and I can see it just looking at looking at them, just seeing how they act on the field, like seeing how certain, you know, just the certain moves that they're making, and just John Fox, the way how he looks. It doesn't look like he's controlling the team almost. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, funny you really say that. because I don't think so. People currently on the radio right now, you know, the big names, they don't think so. And they, they just know so because of the signs they see, the play calling, the personnel, the decisions, uh, how stuff gets released. John Fox is just a puppet. Uh, everyone's guessing that he'll be out after this year next year at the max and that Ryan Pace um, you know will have a couple more years just to sort of save his butt because the Trubisky thing needs to unfold you can't just fire somebody after one plan you know year plan so this is this is year one probably restarted since Pace already had a year but this is probably playing our year one of you know whatever McCaskey and the owners have idea of maybe year three of their plan so at least for the gm ryan pace you know he does call on shots for fox i feel like it's just more of a puppet and he's gonna be out after this year and i just don't think he's a good coach you know maybe he had those teams back in the day but no way you just turn the bears team around the way you want so yeah this is this is wild man always <laughs> something to talk about with chicago bro yeah not good oh man just bringing this up, man. Look at this. NFC. You want to see this right. NFC North standings with Detroit and Green Bay up there? Like, So Detroit, yeah, like number one defense. But see, like, I feel like there's always a story with Detroit. Like last year, they literally led the league. And I forgot, they, they, they won like five in a row or like almost six or something. They were so hot. And uh, they, they were um, trailing in every fourth quarter and ended up coming back winning, you know, and it was just a story about Detroit. Like, man, they're trailing every fourth quarter. Somehow they find a way. Now it's like somehow, some way 
their defense is number one. But there's no way that's going to keep up. I just don't see that happening. But You think it's just pretty- part of that team that they just start slipping? Like, is it the same way, like, when we talk about the I Giants, think- that the Giants are, like, the comeback team, that they start slow? Is it the opposite with the Lions? Like, they just start slipping halfway through? Is that, like, part I of their... Think so. Yeah, I think so because of a couple things. And one is quarterback play. I mean, Stafford got the big money, but like I said, that... People think nowadays, man, the 200, that's wasted on Stafford. Like, one, no, it's not because the money is nothing to these people. Like, the people right. giving the money. The team. Like, 200 million is honestly nothing because that's just what you have to pay a quarterback nowadays. If you mm-hmm. don't, somebody else will. And then Stafford, you know, we all just know who Stafford is, you know? I mean, he throws for a lot of yards, you know, touchdowns are pretty when he has them, but he really doesn't throw many. Then again, you could go to personnel. He doesn't have Calvin anymore. He actually, I think, might be better via stats without Calvin. Maybe that has to be totally wrong, but most of his stats came from Calvin. So, yeah. you know, to look at him now, yeah, they got a decent wide receiving core. But, you know, when we say Matt Stafford, you don't really mention him with the elites. So he is one reason. And then I think just personnel. I mean, on defense, they have. I don't, uh, you know, blanket on his first name, but uh, Slay, I think the Slay, last name cornerback, he's one of the better shutdown cornerbacks in the league, so he's been helping the cause, and then it's the D-line. Uh, and honestly, that's what really shocks me, is I don't really know who's on their D-line. I know they got that Ziggy um, Asana guy from, uh, I think, Baltimore. Mm, okay. I could be, maybe, I could be totally wrong, but I know they have one name brand person, but yeah, just surprising the one, but I feel like they just fall off because wear and tear the NFL season, and you know, real good, yeah. uh, real easy to look good in that division too with the teams. I mean, even though we were talking good about the Vikings, they are, you know, still do lack on offense. So yeah, well, this might be another one of those. I mean. With Minnesota being 2-2, two and two, I think that's what they should just be watching out for. Because I think Minnesota should be up there. Like, it's too early to see cause it's because they're 2-2. Two and two, But I feel like the pieces, you know, the, the energy is there with Minnesota. Like, they, they already went to the playoffs, you know. They should continue that, that drive. Yeah, they should. And, you know, bad luck finds their way every year, you know. I've seen... Um... It was funny, it was this tweet, and it was like um, Mike Zimmer's career in Minnesota, and it was, you know, when he took over in like 2013 or whatever, it was like AP, uh, you know, ACL. That was like 2014, it's like AP suspended, you know, a whole year because of the, the kid thing. Yeah. And it was like, whatever. And, you know, I, I think I got the years wrong, but it was whatever he was, uh, you know, coaching till now. And it was like Sam Bradford, Tony ACL, Teddy Bridgewater out. You know, so offensively, they've been getting screwed forever. They got Stefan Diggs, who's mostly compared to uh, Antonio Brown. And that's, you know, if you're a real junkie with the tape and you go and look, you know, that's, they are almost the same players, you know, they just real similar in the things they do. So they got, some people offensively, they just lost Alvin Cook, which kills it. You know, they do got Rudolph, who is injury prone. But it's been the quarterback and, you know, the running back situation because AP stopped being elite a few years ago, which killed them. But yeah. the defense has always been top five, top ten for sure. You know, like I said, they got the, you know, uh, I think Chad Greenway, he might have retired. 
because he's been in the game forever, but he's just the name I remember with that Vikings defense. But Xavier Rhodes is the shutdown corner. Yeah. You know, they have a beast of defensive line. They got the safeties back there, and they got the, you know, the mine, um, Mike Zimmer running it all. So the problem's just bad luck in offense, you know, and the hardest thing in the NFL is finding your quarterback, and that was the hardest thing for them. You know, they found it. Teddy Bridgewater, you know, goes out injury. Sam Bradford, we all know Sam Bradford, sort of a plug-and-play, and, play, and yeah. this is where they're at now. So, But good news is that Teddy Bridgewater is supposedly supposed to play this season, so or at least be able to play this season because if you know Bradford keeps it rolling, there should be no reason they make the switch. But you know that's tricky too. Bradford's on a contract. Yeah, they only signed him for two years. They knew the deal. They didn't know. And I so, mean, look, yeah. I'll be I'll be honest. Teddy Bridgewater, that was my dude. When I saw him come in, I knew that there was something hot. Like it electrified the team. That's what brought them to be where they were at to be on the spotlight. You know, like, yeah, I man. felt like it brought yeah. a different energy to the team. Um, yeah, I mean, he had the swag. He was mobile. You know, he was a good guy. Right. You didn't you didn't see that from, from a Minnesota team. You know, like, having that mobility, that changed things up. I think that gave them that spark to be now, you know, looked at as one of those teams. Like, yeah, they could be playoff bound, you know. And, and look at these pieces, man. What, what do you mean? You know, Dalvin Cook, Diggs, you know, like... You know, parallel to the Chiefs, you know, with having Hill, you know, having a nice running back in the backfield. Like, you have at least yeah. these two pieces there. Look, Keenum comes in and his his QB rating is, is up there. <laughs> he, You know, he's got pieces there to help. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, he does, but so, we, know, we know who he is, you know, uh, and that's Bradford as a... Uh, you know, quarterback. So if you know, they're just going to be stuck in a hole because, like I said, it's just going to be the quarterback situation. Because if Bradford, I mean, if Bridgewater could come back, and you got to think this guy's been sitting out a year and a half. Yeah. You know, so and wild. he, you know, weird. You know, he tore every ligament. You know, dislocated his knee. You know, it wasn't just one thing. So uh, it'll be tough. Well, you know, a few years back, I mean, shoot. They were in the playoffs. They were really contending. And okay. Now, I'd like to drop these questions for you right now. I'm just going to do this on the spot. I'm going to be putting these. Are they the real deal? I'm just going to go through these, and it's kind of wild to check it out this way. All right. So we got Buffalo Bills 3-1. and one. Real deal? You think they're going to shine till the end of the season, or this is just looking kind of nice right now? Uh, I think it's just looking a little nice right now. <laughs> I mean, they, there's, I, there's people who believe it, you know, and I, I, I guess I would give you the, the sure, but I just think New England figures out a way, and then that pretty much leaves you with having to keep up with the, you know, one of the best records in the AFC, and you look around, there, you know, there's better teams out there than Buffalo. I mean, because so. it's crazy, though. They beat Broncos. They barely lost against the Panthers. What kind of score is 9-3? You know? Right. They held it down. Right. They well, beat the, the, deep... the Falcons, right. you know? what? Yeah. I know you said the injury and stuff, but can we make up excuses for all these other teams? Like, what's the excuse for New England? You know, we talk about their defense because Tom Brady's doing what he has to do. 
you know, the Dolphins, they had pieces. You know, yeah, they put Cutler in as quarterback this year, but it's like, you know, so why should we make excuses for Buffalo? They are doing what they're supposed to do out there. I just think this is how the NFL season works and that there's just those hot random teams and then they just fade away. Now they could stay in the midst. They could be somehow a 7-5 team. They don't necessarily just have to go drop 10 in a row. But do I think they're for real? No, because of their offense. Now they do have a good offensive line. They have a real good offensive line. They have McCoy who hasn't even scratched the surface yet this season. You know, he's had one 100 you know, scrimmage game, not even rushing, just everything combined. But they just lack, you know, personnel, wide receiver. Um, Tyron's got to stay healthy. And the biggest reason is that their defense is playing so elite that that probably has to fall off due to just Buffalo being Buffalo, you know. But the good thing is is that they play in that division where they're going to have to run into a Miami and, you know, New York Jets again where it should be pretty easy for them if they're being – you know, Atlanta and other teams, but real deal? No, I don't think so because Patriots are going to figure out a way and then they're going to, Buffalo's going to be looking for a wild card and there's other teams out there, you know, who, um, you know, could definitely turn it around. Uh, the Denver yeah. game, that was a real good game, you know. Denver offensively struggled because of the Bills' defense and then Tyrod somehow, you know, just got it done against that defense. So, yeah. you know, definitely surprising, but. Not real. Yeah. That's why I like asking you these questions. You'll be bringing that real shit to them. Okay, next one. Oh, going down this list, man. AFC North. What's going on with the Pittsburgh Steelers, man? Three and one. Uh, what? Uh, uh, like, I mean, shoot. People, people making it like they're one and three. <laughs> I know, right? I mean, even to me, in my head, they look like a one and three team because, you know, we talked about before the season started that, you know, their defense, who they got. We went through their whole roster. It's like, who are these people, you know? Right. Um, well, it's working out somehow. Yeah, I mean, I think their offense is just too good. Um, the thing with Big Ben, it, it used to be like a myth, and now that we, you know, have the internet and people spreadsheets and yada, yada, Big Ben is not good on the road. For some reason, it doesn't matter who he plays. He could play an eighth-grade team. He could play a high school team. He'll be shivering, you know, <laughs> shaking in his, in his cleats. Uh, and I don't get it. It is what it is. But, uh, you know, first game, they opened up against the Browns on the road. They only put up 21. Bell wasn't all there. Got the carries. Ben was average, you know. Second game home against the, the Vikings team I was talking about. Put up 26 against them, you know. Did real good, but that's because, you know, I don't think Bradford played, so the defense took uh, advantage of them. You know, Vikings only had nine that game. And it was the weird game, you know, the one loss that they had, that was at Chicago. Again, on the road, Big Ben played mediocre. But then again, a lot of credit to the Bears' defense because they are all, they're not all that, but they definitely, you know, have a a good scheme to stop teams. And they're going to be maybe top 10, top 12. In total defense, the Bears' defense. So keep an eye on that. But yeah, Big Ben on the road, only you know producing 17 points and losing. And then um, you know playing the Ravens on the road again. Big Ben was average. Uh, he only had one touchdown, barely 200 yards and one pick. But they did handle uh, the Ravens 26 to nine. 
and that was more because Bell just, you know, ate for 150 yards and two touchdowns. So, All right. for some reason, he's not good on the road, but you could see what the formula is when they play on the road, and that's feed Le'Veon, feed Le'Veon, and that's what they're going to do, and they're going to, you know, I don't think the, the Antonio Brown freaking out on the sideline, I don't think that's a big deal because it's funny, you know, everybody thinks – uh, AB is just this guy who just wants to win all the time and this and that. It's like he's just like every other wide receiver, you know. He's a diva. He wants the ball. <laughs> and when he doesn't get the ball, he gets mad. Now, yeah. you know, for his, you know, to take his side a little bit, you know, he was wide open a few times. And, you know, him and Ben's got that chemistry where he's like, dude, I was wide open, yeah, you know. Yeah. So, of course, he's thinking about his stats, too. Like, man, dog, I could have another touchdown, 80 yards, you know. like Right. So, we get it, but they're just too good offensively. You know, Martavis Bryant is just itching, you know, scratching the surface. He missed a couple 50-yard bombs. Like I said, Bell's been cold, now warming up. Uh, A.B. has just been okay, and he's still leading the league in receptions and everything else. So they're going to start warming up. You know, don't give up on big banner Steelers. Defense is the question mark. Joe Hayden's been okay, I guess, so far. He's not injured, so that's a big plus. Um, you know, but the defense has got holes. That's what's going to hold them back at the end of the day. You know what's crazy, though? That points against them, they're in second right now. Against them. Yeah. Yeah, so that says a lot, you know. But, you know, it's usually on the defense because nobody else is, you know, going against uh, or, you know, giving up the points and the yards. But, you know, the offense was struggling, and sometimes you never know. That pick that Big Ben throws could turn the ball over, and now uh, the opposing team's offense got 20 yards to go to score, you know. so. But Big Ben, he's been clean, you know. It's funny because in one of my big leagues, fantasy, somebody dropped him. I got Mariota. I have Luck stashed. Obviously, both hurt. Someone dropped Big Ben in our league for Deshaun Watson. And I said, dude, Ben's been average. Yeah. He got like 900 yards, six touchdowns, two picks. That's that's nice. You know, that's not bad. You know, that's middle of the really pack. Not, only, yeah. two, only two picks. So, like I said, people are talking like the Steelers are – you know, one and three, they could be four and oh, easy. So, right. Okay. Let me, uh, we went through some of these. So, um, oh, wait. Yeah, I so, gotta, wait. I gotta, I gotta shorten those answers, get through these. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, wait. So, what is it, though? Real deal? Would we say real deal? No? Yeah. Steelers? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Well, I mean, because we can even talk, you know, when I say real deal, you can even break it down just in the division if you want, also. You know, like, yeah. I, you don't have well, to push I, it to be, like, Super Bowl bound, but, I mean, you know. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I did with the Bills. I, you know, I said, real deal? No, because everything will fall apart. But okay. in the division, they're lucky to play the Dolphins and Jets. But Steelers, sure. yeah, hard division, sure. But, like I said, um, offense is there. You know, Cincy's just hanging on there. You know, Cleveland, they, they've always beat. Baltimore's tough always. But yeah. it should be real deal. But when it comes down to it, it's going to be Big Ben either playing on the road and then it's just going to be the defense of the opposing quarterback if he could, you know, uh, beat them up because they're really not all that. So I believe in Andy Dalton. That's my dude. Really? Yeah, I think he's going to bounce back, bro. I think it was just a slow season for them. I mean, he's got to yeah. do it, man. I agree, but 
you know, if you really think about that offense, they really, they really never helped. I mean, they tried, but they really never helped out AJ Green. You know, it was yeah. all that just the AJ Green show. Never could get the running back situation down. Eifert's always hurt. You had that Kyle Boyd guy from Pittsburgh who was great in college, did nothing in the NFL, and now he's actually getting charged with like drugs and weapons. <laughs> oh, so that's, my God. that's probably a huge reason why he's he hasn't been anything. So yeah, it has been truly the Andy Dolan and AJ Green show in Cincinnati. Um, so that that's all it is, you know. They right. won't do much. He can bounce back, but. Yeah. Okay, AFC South rolling down here. The only team that won a game last week out of all of them, <laughs> the Houston Texans. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Everybody's basically tied in that two and two. But let me just talk about the Texans since it seems like you know they're the team everybody's eyeing down on. Um. With this quarterback in and all that, I'll point them out. What is it? Is a real deal? Or not? Man, that's a tough one. That's a real tough one because of how you you have to break it down. And the division is perfectly even. They got Hopkins. They got Lamar Miller. Um, their division. If if everybody's gonna be playing average the way how they've been doing, um. You know, stepping it up. To me, I feel like they have they have what they need. You know that defense and everything. To me, they look like the real deal. Um, now that's putting a lot of pressure on Deshaun for the whole season. But just pointing out that they have to play the Colts more than one time. They're playing the Browns. They're playing uh, 49ers. Their seasons look. They're playing the Jags. You know, there's a lot there's a lot going for them right there. You know, I was thinking if I had to pick best defense out of that division, I'd probably say Jacksonville. Okay. I think they're the best. So that that could give them an edge, but the biggest killer is just Blake Bortles being on that other edge. But they he's been really balanced so far with Leonard Fournette, but you know you can't win Blake Bortles. So I I would have to I, I mean I don't know. That's just a real tough one because I know Mariota could just march through teams, but the defense is iffy. And honestly, you can't really forget about Indy if Andrew Luck comes back. Now, I remember we were talking, you know, off the, you know, off the podcast yeah. about Matthew Barry and just how ridiculous they are at ESPN. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like the one week they're like, stay away from uh, Eagles running backs, then Legarrette snaps, and they're like. Legarrette's a solid RB2. <laughs> and then it's like this week, it's like stay away from him. And it's like Wendell Smallwood's out, but stay away from him. And it's like, dude, it's like, what are you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But like, to go to the point is that I just said that Indy, if Andrew Lux comes back, I mean, look at that, the team he has around him. That's the team he's had every year. And he's somehow won double digit, double digit games. Yeah. And Matthew Berry came out the other day and said, I don't think Andrew Luck will be anything when he comes back. Now, maybe he means because of, you know, coming back from the major injury, yada, yada. But I think he was taking more of the shot at, like, the team, and he can't do anything. But he's always had that team. And Luck, is a the dude's a gamer, you know. He takes a team like the Colts and makes them into playoff contention. So yeah. can't forget about them. That's me just being maybe a little bit nerdy. 
But to go back to the question, is that Houston, I think I have to give them the most real deal right now out of the division just okay. because of the defense. Could They were top two, I think, last year. I think they were number one. Mm-hmm. No excuses. You know, they definitely start out slow. No excuses now. They got their quarterback. I think only injury could slow them down. Lamar Miller's average. He, he gets a lot of volume, does nothing with it. With it. They have a backup foreman who could be as good as Miller. So that's that's a good thing. The wide receiver corps could get a little bit better. But having Hopkins at four, I mean, that's great. They have three tight ends they could use. They might all be injured right now, but the defense could go back to being its legit form. Jacksonville, I still think, even if Houston was in legit form, I still think Jacksonville has the, or Houston's defense, if they were back in legit form, I think Jacksonville still has the best defense. Mm, Um, But the offense, like I said, is going to really lack, you know, losing Allen Robinson, yada, yada. Tennessee's problem is just their defense, you know, but Mariota, you know, I think, you could put him on any team, and I mean that guy's a gamer too. He's accurate. He, right. He's mobile. He's a leader. So fun division, real fun division. Yeah, we're gonna see how this plays out, especially Jags playing against Pittsburgh. Talking about that offense, you know, let's see what they do. Yeah, they got um, the number one pass defense, so it's funny that you know Big Ben's sort of struggling, but he's gonna be home and he's playing the number one pass defense. So. Oh, buddy. Uh, me, at least, I'm going against the odds and, you know, the stats that Pat, number one pass defense, and I think Big Ben just has a huge game, so. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go ahead. Let's move on to this AFC West, and I'm not going to talk about the Chiefs because we already talked about them. I'll make it a little more interesting, and let's see if buddy. you think that these Broncos are the real Broncos. deal. Three and one. Um. I say no, uh, even though, you know, they did beat the Cowboys, which was surprising to me. Um, I don't think their other wins are valuable enough to me, for me to, you know, to hmm. give them that credit, at least not yet. But, and I, and I don't believe in Simeon, so it's like, it's kind of hard it's to ask me, but I mean, maybe you have something, yeah, basically. But yeah. I mean, you can, you know... I know you might have some insight on that. What do you think? Well, I mean, to drop, I mean, to use the title real deal is going to be tough. But like you said, it doesn't have to necessarily be Super Bowl. But to break it down, the division is tough. That's no doubt. I mean, even though the Chargers sit at 0-4, they're still tough. You know, you can't just walk in and just think you're going to roll against the Chargers because you got Phillip freaking, you know, game in every day, you know, every Sunday, you know, the guy's looking to win. He'll never stop throwing. So, yeah. um, you know, you never know what the Chargers always tough. Like I was explaining the division, Oakland, Oakland, it might have that lost feeling season. So you never really know. Like they're really, it feels weird right now. You know, Carr getting injured. Now he's coming back. You really never know wide receiver struggling and then that leaves you with Denver and Kansas City now Kansas City shows no signs of slowing down and Denver I just think is the real deal when it comes to defense because their secondary is just no joke now they lost TJ Ward because they got rid of him they they straight up just cut him um but the secondary I mean Chris Harris Jr. and uh Akeem Tlaib I mean they are the real deal when it comes to real deal corners I mean they shut down anybody 
And I just feel like those three, four o'clock games when you're just watching uh, and it's home against Denver, orange jerseys, that these guys are just always, you know, playing tough and it's a low-scoring game and you're just always hearing their name and gritty and grindy and just that secondary. And uh, they still do have a, you know, few uh, pass rushers. Um, I know they got a lot of people gone after the Super Bowl era, but then it leads me to, like you said, it's Trevor Simeon now. As long as he doesn't turn over the ball, they have a decent uh, offense now. They yeah. have Jamal Charles, who's pushing, um, what's his name, C.J. Anderson. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, for carries, and C.J. Anderson, you know, really not that bad. Average. They got a decent offensive line. Um, well, that rushing, they're saying they're tied for third right now in rushing. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they've been killing it, you know. They've been really balanced, and that's what I was getting at as the wide receivers is, you know, you got Demaryius Thomas. He's been solid. He's, again, the same stats for years now. And, then, um, you know, Emmanuel Sanders, too. He's a playmaker, and they always got some random uh, tight end, and they have some good at third and fourth string wide receivers. So, and, you know, uh, the GM down to the head coach, you know. It, it really comes down to the coaches at the end of the day, too, and yeah. the personnel. So, they're a good football team. I think, you know, they're the real deal when it comes to... Um, you think they're wild card bound? Yeah, I think so, definitely. But it's just, are they going to keep up? You know, that are they going to keep up at the end of the day and have a, a good record so they could get to wild card? Or is like a team like Oakland, you know, going to figure it out? Even though it is, you know, only going to be week five, you know? Right. Are they going to figure it out and steal it? Because, you know, you look at other teams, yeah, you know, it's still early. It's still early. Baltimore only 2-2. Two and two. If Buffalo can push it out and, you know, then New England's got to push for a wild card. You know, if somehow Buffalo wins that division, you know, like yeah. AFC South, I could feel like Houston, Jacksonville, and Tennessee, as long as Mariota's healthy, those teams right there could all have double-digit wins. So, you know, Denver, they could definitely slip towards the end of the season um but yeah that's gonna be definitely something real cool to keep your eye on because teams like jacksonville houston tennessee denver yeah all those teams could have double digits so definitely bro yeah that would be real cool to watch and it's even crazier to look at the whole conference because we just went through the afc going to the nfc having just the top team overall in the nfc i don't even know if you're gonna believe me the Philadelphia Eagles. Buddy. Buddy. With their stats, with the differences, I mean, and they're on a two-game winning streak. The Philadelphia yeah. Eagles, man. <laughs> man, they and the game they played against the Chiefs, man. That was a tough-ass game. Oh and they should have won God. it because of, um, what's his name, Torrey Smith dropped a few balls. Yeah, so yeah. They lost by a touchdown. So. Yeah. But shoot, I mean, if we just recorded our, you know, our afternoon Sunday conversations. Shoot, man. That's Eagles. what people needed to hear, yeah. Unbelievable. Um, am I su- ask me, though, am I surprised? You surprised, bro? Am I surprised? Nah, no. Are you serious? <laughs> no, I'm not yeah. su- I'm actually, I'm surprised we're not undefeated, but whatever. You know. I mean, shoot. And it's just crazy because we actually have some real competition. You know, it's not like anybody can just say, oh, it's because of 
You're playing Cleveland, bro. Like, no, we're playing we're playing the Chiefs. Yeah, we only lost by a touchdown. But then we faced yeah, the Redskins. You went to FedEx Field. Always, you played Redskins. Yeah, yeah. Gave us yeah. that competition. Giants know us well. Yeah. I'm, I mean, look, you know, at the end of the day, Eagles, it comes down to their hot start so far the season and, like, via last year is the defense just playing out of their mind, you know, just playing super well. And then it was the play of Wentz. And this year, uh, you know, nothing's happened. And this time last year, Lane Johnson goes out, you know, just random stuff happens. And, you know, that really screwed the Eagles. You know, they had an early bye. And I heard sometimes people don't like that because that gets you out of your stride. I don't know if I'm just making that up. But mm-hmm. still, you know, everything went bad for them. But we're, we were talking. Like, Garrett Blunt, like, he's actually showing it, you know. Yep. He's 29 years old. He says he's still a special lead, uh, back in this league, and he knows that. And I think that's a big thing when he knows that, yeah. you know. He's saying it like, look, well, I know I'm a special back. Yeah. I know, uh, you know, I truck dudes. Like, yeah. I think that pissed him off, too, just knowing that these other running backs are behind him doing well. He was just like, what the hell? Like, this is, you know, I want this to be my team. Like, I'm I'm marked as the, you know, first string. You know, like, he didn't get to shine like that with the Patriots. He's just like, come on, man. Like, I can't let these other people do this to me. He boosted the team up to be now tied for third in rushing yards. Like, he really boosted it, man. Yeah, and that's humongous because you talk about Eagles and you think pass attempts and that's all last year and third third in rushing. I mean, that's awesome. And because, like, that's what I'm saying, too, is the ESPN stuff, people. Who else? I mean, uh, Carson Wentz, he accounted for a lot of those rushing yards. But still, you know, there's not many. Wendell yeah. Smallwood ain't rushing for much. You know, Sproles wasn't rushing for much. You know, a lot of it's that look Eric Blunt. So, yeah. shout out to him. You know, that's a, that was a good signing, one-year signing. For all we know, he might not be back next year. So, you know, Eagles are going to have running back problems still. But super surprising to, I guess, everybody else. But I say every time, real deal Carson Wentz. I mean, this Carson guy's no Wentz. joke. Carson Wentz, oh, buddy. But I don't know. This, this Cardinals matchup's really, honestly... Yeah, it is a it is a puzzle. I don't uh, yeah, know. I don't think that it's like a, a for sure cakewalk because that defense, you know, I think anybody with Patrick Peterson led defense. I mean, I don't think it's going to be a cakewalk. And then something that really scares me is like the schedule that the Eagles play. And I don't want to just make this in the Eagles hour, but the schedule the Eagles play like does not fare well for like their their skilled players. And that I'm I'm mainly pointing out Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. I mean, Okay. They they just play real hard, you know, corners and defenses, and it's going to be up to Wentz in the game, so. Yeah, well, look, I'm telling you, bro, these Eagles, though, they they were speaking about it. Wentz was speaking about it after the game. He said, we struggled with finishing strong, and that's what he wants to focus on this season is to not mm-hmm. give up. And you can see that, that they really do not give up. Like the Chiefs were up by two touchdowns, in the fourth quarter, that big touchdown, but it didn't stop them. Like, Wentz's face was red, sweating like crazy because he just kept firing and just fighting. They they had to right. kick in onside, and they got the onside. Yeah. Um, like, you know, that that's like what you call a team that's fighting, you know, and that's what we need to see. So if they're fighting that hard against the Chiefs and, you know, 
playing against the Cardinals, it shouldn't be no different if they're keeping that mentality. Yeah, it shouldn't. It's just the the one thing is the offense. It's just, you know, they are averaging, I don't know if you have the stat in front of you, but I think they're definitely top five right now with points per game. So they're not shying away, but yep, yep. I just feel like a trap game is definitely coming their way. Like I said, they could have been, they could have beat the Chiefs. They could have been easily 4-0, but feel like that trap game's coming because Carson, you know, was red hot a couple 300-yard games, and now he sort of went cold. Like you said, it, it, it's not a cakewalk. It was, um, you know, it's a fight. It was a fight, and the Chargers yeah. game was a fight. The Giants game was a fight, you know, so the stats weren't all there. But, um, you know, still a puzzle to me, but the biggest thing is that Offensive line, super weak for Arizona. The run game, there is none. And Carson Palmer, uh, believe it or not, is second in the NFL passing yards, only trailing <laughs> Tom Brady. Wild, so, bro, wild. Yeah, so that says, that says a lot of things, is that the, all they do is pass, which is the Eagles' weakness. So mm-hmm. that can definitely, you know, that can really play against them because you think about the Cardinals' offense and they got – you know, John Brown, Jerron Brown, J.J. Nelson, they got Larry Fitz. I mean, that's a pretty good receiving core for, you know, on a bad Arizona Cardinals team. I mean, that's a yeah. real good receiving core. So so what you think, got... man? Eagles, man, real deal for finishing this season strong, get into the playoffs, NFC East over the Cowboys, <laughs> Redskins, Giants, what? Well. I gotta leave my bias out of this. One, but <laughs> I'll give you my reasons why I, I uh-huh. think they will be real deal. Of course, one, and I already said it. Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah. You look at him. You you look at the dude's personal life. You just you know everything about the dude's positive. You could just tell. You know, he's just not a bad kid. He's not nothing. You know, you, the dude just wants to win football games at the end of the day. That's it. You could just tell in his eyes that he wants to win. And he's a good quarterback. He's a beast. Um, Another reason, man. too, is defense. I think, you know, they could be on an elite level. You never know. You know, maybe they go out and sign one more person. Doesn't mean they're going to put him out over the edge. But you got to think of them. I always screw up his name, but the Ronald Darby, yeah, or, uh, yeah. Danby, he's going to be coming back. It's been, it's you know, we're at week five. His uh, injury was four to six, you know, and they might be cautious and maybe eight weeks. But still, that means he's got eight games to play. So yeah. he was a true shutdown corner. If he comes back healthy and does exactly what he was doing in Buffalo, then, you know, we're, we're going to look really good because Jalen Mills has just been getting targeted all day mm-hmm. and, um, you know, so I do think the real deal, and then lastly, is because of the division. Redskins, you know, I just think they'll never get it together. You know, they'll always play tough. They'll be like that uh, Chargers team where you better come and play every game because Kirk Cousins is going to come out and beat you if you don't try. I think yeah. the Giants are too far behind unless, you know, we could, you know, maybe uh, you were going to do the whole NFC, but, you know, unless the Giants somehow come all the way back, I think they're too far out of it. Yeah. And then it does leave with the Cowboys is that Dak is showing that he is the real deal. And it's funny because you look in fantasy leagues and he's killing it, you know. He's throwing it to Dez. Dez is actually putting up numbers this year. Uh, You know, Zeke is Zeke. Offensive lines, you know, still killing it. Uh, Defense is always a problem with them, but Cowboys, you know, nobody, you know, to take lightly 
at all. So for sure, that's the that's the only hop. But definitely, I think they are the real deal because yeah. of and that just the addition bro just that division 2 and 0 being 2 and 0 in that division that's what we were waiting yeah. for cuz that's what we yeah. were lacking in last year that's what messed us up um so I'm yeah. pretty sure they didn't have any wins last year in the division yeah that was really bad man <laughs> that really held them back um let's see i mean i went through the nfc north but I didn't really touch on the Packers, and I mean, you know, Rodgers on your team in fantasy, and like, you know, looking at this squad, I mean, Packers are known to be that team to always outshine everybody. How do you think this year is going to play out? You think they're the real deal this year, hitting it strong? Um, I think so. I think they're the real deal only because of Aaron Rodgers now. Strictly him, and because he plays the quarterback position, I think you could throw him on any team, and he would, you know, take them close to the Super Bowl. And I really right. mean that when I say that. But it got flaws like other any other teams, and their offensive line is one of the worst in the league. Um, if you watch the games, you know Pat, he's getting sacked a lot. He's making the Aaron Rodgers type throw yeah. because he's running out of the. He's running for his life. He's doing random stuff. Offensive line is bad. They have absolutely no running game. This has been forever, you know, um, since he's taken over in, in Green Bay. He's had no running game whatsoever. He had Eddie Lacy for a few years. Yeah. So that will always kill them. You know, any little help they could get would be perfect. And then, uh, again, you know, the defense is just a defense that can get picked apart. Now, they're opportunistic where it's just like – um, the defensive coordinator, and I don't know his name. But, you know, somehow, you know, the Packers offense, uh, real good. So you think the defense plays, you know, side by side, which that does happen a lot. Yeah. But their, their defense could get, you know, uh, picked apart by uh, a good quarterback. So yeah. I think they are, I, I would say, real deal only because of Aaron Rodgers, but they, they have a lot of flaws. Yeah, I'm kind of worried about them. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't feel like the same Packers team that we've we've been watching past seasons. Um, yeah, I mean, even looking at the numbers, I mean, the rushing yards. Yeah, I know Montgomery got that injury, but I mean, you can't you really, can't look um, at the you can't look at that. But the one thing you know, when I've been giving my answers, was uh, I I touched on the division, and like I said. Detroit, even though it is a division game, you can't just write them off. You know, you, you have to give the edge to Green Bay when it comes to just any division game. And maybe not the Vikings. I know they actually play next week, so that will be a real good game, uh, Vikings and Packers. Yeah. But, um, you know, you never know. Chicago could come and, you know, um, out next time they play them and, you know, fight them even harder than they did last game because I'm pretty sure they got killed. But <laughs> you got to give them the edge in the division, yeah, you know, yeah. beating the, the, the Detroit and Minnesota and right. Chicago. So, so in terms you know, of the division, you'd give them that real deal standpoint. just and, I, and just because when you win a division, you most likely could get home a field advantage, which, you know, anybody playing home field advantage – it's just always a plus, and for Aaron Rodgers, it would be right. a humongous plus. And the one thing I can say, though, is the Packers, if Rodgers stays healthy, that'll be that'll be something to really be afraid of. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is A healthy Rodgers, you throw him on any team, and I mean any team. 
you you know you're gonna get close to the Super Bowl. Yeah, you know? that's that's it. So <laughs> let's hit it, man. Well, okay, two more. I got two more for you, bro. Buddy. NFC South, you know, Super Bowl champs, Falcons. Okay, yeah, they're three and one. But I want to touch on the Carolina Panthers. Did you expect them to be three and one? You think that's a real deal team right here? Feeling themselves right now, beating the Patriots. Um, I mean, the first two games, everybody's you know, knocking them because of those. But whatever, you know, they're still three and one. Do you? You still think that their team has the possibility of going all the way? Uh, well, like, am I surprised? Um, I mean, not not too much, you know. Like, I'm is- surprised. I thought they're gonna fall off. I mean, like, to be honest with you, the way how Cam's been acting, and you know, him supposed to be the leader of the team, but uh-huh. I mean, at the end of the day, now he's shown. His QBR is 48. I mean, like, looking at all these other dudes that are out here balling right now. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's definitely been... I mean, you can't really say he's been the problem if they are 3-1, and one, but he was definitely the biggest storyline coming in because him and Andrew Luck were the two quarterbacks who didn't throw at all, and, like, the season was about to start, and then Cam started throwing, and, you know, there was the question marks. And, yeah, I was the guy who said, yeah, oh, man, they, they might suck, and Cam Newton, you know, might suck, and it's it's going to be up to him. But, you know, I get it, NFL teams, professional teams, but you run into the 49ers, you know, first uh, game. And I know all the spotlight was on Cam and the offense, but you can't forget the defense. You have Luke Keekly, anybody, you know, you have him on your defense. It's going to be good no matter what. So, you know, they got to – bunch of people defensively you can't forget they were in the super bowl you know years back because of the defense too you know i mean uh yeah they had norman but you know they got rid of him and they were okay uh well not okay last year i mean they got killed but obviously that's because something was wrong with cam and then like you mentioned earlier it was that 9-3 victory over the bills but you know you gotta you gotta give it to the bills defense i mean if they're legit they're legit. It doesn't matter who they play, you know, right. Cam Newton, whoever. They're gonna, they're gonna play. So, but then again, you could put it on Cam Newton that they only did score nine points. Greg Olson going down was humongous in the locker room and on the field. So, right there, you gotta adjust and go figure. You know, home game. Uh, and I remember I called this game, and I would be like, "Oh, I called it," but you know, Saints, <laughs> Saints beat them thirty-four. Yeah. No, you did. You did. And, and I just remember I said, "Dude." This Saints team is pissed off. You know, Drew Brees is pissed. You know, yeah. he's like, dude, Cam can't even score over, you know, thirty points. Like, I'm, I'm gonna put up thirty on him. And, right. You know, so that's football. You know, you get beat by a division team. So happens to be freaking Drew Brees. You know, so. Shoot. And then, um, yeah, the Patriots game, and that just spoke volumes on how freaking bad that defense was. Hell you know, yeah. like real bad but then again it's football they won by a field goal does it yeah. mean that the the panthers are better than the patriots no it, it means that you just got you know last field goal or you got uh, last possession you got close enough you kicked the field goal you want like you know so it, it's football cam hasn't been playing his best uh are they the real deal uh was that the question i think you asked me <laughs> that's been the question bro <laughs> Fuck, eh? Uh, 
part of my language, huh? Uh, um, uh, but I, care I don't that. know. I think that I think karma's coming Cam's way. Honestly, I really think he's karma is coming Cam's way because of. Oh man, that should be something, huh? We should put that on a T-shirt. Yeah, uh, no, I wouldn't buy that. But um, you know, I think like Danimals or whoever dropped him, someone dropped him a sponsor. Oh yeah. Yeah, already. I think oh it was like God. that yogurt. Oh, that Greek you know? yogurt. Thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was that yogurt. No way. Kind of, yeah, but um, Damn. the defense is legit. It's 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 pretty good. If Cam plays average, you know they do got McCaffrey, who they got to start leaning on more. You know, Calvin Benjamin might be injury prone the whole season, and Devin Funches is coming out big time. Losing Greg Olson was big. He might be back, but it might be too late. Um, but I don't know that that division. You know, it's that's a it stomper right there. That I'm telling you, I'm just looking at this division too. Bro, I'm, I see the Bucks, Saints, Falcons. I'm yeah. just like, man. I don't think they last. I'll say no, man. Say I yeah, I don't think so because Tampa. I don't know what's wrong with Tampa. You know, like I was bringing up, like you know, sometimes you just can't. You can't explain it. Carolina beats Patriots. You can't explain it. It's football. Yeah. You know, look, Tampa played the Patriots Thursday night. You know, Patriots giving up 500 yards to anybody. And Tampa only can muster up, you know, 13 points. You know, so it's like. Like, what the hell is going on, bro? Right, exactly. But that division, I don't know, man. New Orleans, any, like I said, any team led by Drew Brees, you have a chance to win, you know. Okay. The defense is, I mean, it's Swiss cheese, but they got no excuses on offense. And then Tampa should just be better. They should be way better. And Atlanta, you know, um, you know, they, they, they struggle. But then again, you're sitting at 3-1. So you're sitting yeah. pretty, pretty. So I think this is um, a mirage right now. Panthers are just rolling through this mirage because they face these teams. Their numbers... It, if you check their numbers out, it looks like they only played two games this season because every game was low scoring. Not right. much was really happening, you know, and it's just like. You would think about it. Their defense gave up six points in two weeks. Right. Well, that's and what I'm saying. 34 and then 30 the next week. Yeah, so that's why I'm saying it's almost like, you know, reality slowly creeping up on them. Like, yo, it's not going to be right. this way all season. But then again, like I did with all the rest of the picks, I pretty much picked out the best defense because I think that does matter big time. And they sure do have the best the defense. I think I think it would be Carolina. I mean, Atlanta would be right under, but Tampa. I just don't know for some reason. I just you know, I just feel like I don't know if they're gonna pull it out. I mean, yeah. Doug Martin could definitely. You know, I don't know that has nothing to do with the defense. Dougie. But he could rejuvenate the offense and maybe just get the whole team going by Right. Like, yeah. I want to see where we stand week 10, you know? Five more games. See if anything will move, you know? Move a different direction in this put NFC an South. Put an, yeah, put an asterisk on this uh, podcast. Yeah, for sure. We got to do I that. I mean, I think Atlanta will definitely, they'll, they'll close it out. Their offense way too powerful, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, New Orleans is going to be that party crasher every game. You know, they're going to be like, oh, you need one game to get into the playoffs and you're playing me home. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah probably a good luck. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, 
Cam Newton, though, man, stop being a fan after that Super Bowl, you know? It's yeah. Like, yeah. It's, it's tough. It's one of those. I only like yeah. how he dresses. Okay, NFC West. Let's close it off. New An oh, I was about to say this wrong. Los Angeles Rams, my bad. Um three and one. Um uh, you think that means anything? They look like a real deal. Real deal I mean, type of team out here. If you're the person who believes in schedules, now this is where you would point it out because oh, buddy. they played absolutely nobody's. Um, Even though they beat the Cowboys. True. Um, I was going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was scrolling. To the, I'm kind of surprised, too, man. Jerry Goff, is, he's he's doing well for himself, man. The kid's holding up. Um, yeah. <clears throat> My bad. No, it's um, all good. Yeah, so Jerry Goff getting put in um, good situations, you know, um, more spacing. Todd Gurley's actually catching the ball, opening up a lot of stuff for Goff. Looking more confident for sure. His accuracy like has to be there, man. His percentage is at 77. Um, right, and that that was the thing, like I said with Trubisky and with these, you know, funny, like that these guys just, to me, just don't look like quarterbacks. You know, they just, <laughs> so for some reason, I'm like, I don't know, this kid can play quarterback. But those guys usually are like the super accurate ones, and that's what Goff. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why he got drafted number one is because he could put it wherever you want it. So, yeah. but he played the Colts first game. Say what you want about the Colts, you know, but they opened up an ass whooping on him, like 46-9. Mm -hmm. So that was a huge surprise. And then, um, you know, you played a Redskins team that was tough. Like I said, Kirk Cousins led team and they ended up losing. And then you played a 49ers team that was giving up so many yards on the ground and they took advantage of that with Gurley. And then, like you said, the shootout game. And that's exactly because of the reason that the Cowboys' defense scares absolutely nobody. And the Rams' defense should scare people. But, you know, Cowboys, like I said, they're pretty legit on offense. I mean, they're well-rounded. They got wide receivers. They got everybody. So, um, Yeah, the Rams are just kind of scary when it comes to the um, – And not just, scary towards other teams, but I'm saying that – it's scary for me to look at them and be confident in them like long term because that I mean, yeah, you're scoring but you're letting the other team score. So it's just, you know, it's True. it's right there, like edge to edge. I can't really like And then the thing is, is that's I mean, yeah, obviously that's the point of the game, like that you want your offense to have the most points, but I feel like that's not the Rams MO. It's like they're they're gonna come out and score thirty five a game. Yeah. So once that sort of slows down, you know, you can't be giving up 30 and only scoring 10. So. Yeah, yeah. But there's two things is that Jared Goff has to stay confident and just keep it going, you know, and, and his offensive weapons around him have to stay healthy. And that, that takes a little bit of, uh, you know, my second reason is that Gurley's got to stay healthy. And for all we know, this could just be like Gurley's season. Like David Johnson had his season last year on a, on a – you know, a, a shit, pretty shitty Cardinals team. Yeah. Scored 20, 20 combined touchdowns rushing and receiving. You know, that could just be Gurley's year, which, um, you know, so far 3-1, it looks like that they're going in the right direction. So if Gurley just has this MVP-type season, then, you know, they could, um, you know, everybody like Jared Goff and the wide receiver core will all just hang on for the ride and just – 
see how far they go. So, so I mean, real <laughs> deal. I mean, you know, let's I mean, not. After saying that, you know, all that, you know, <laughs> Gurley could yeah. have an MVP type season. I don't think so because I like Vance McDonald. He's the head coach. He's the one who really changed it up for Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. But I just don't believe in Jared Goff and the weapons around him. Okay. You know, yes, Sammy Watkins, um, you know, Tavon Austin, but something's got to give. You know, I, I just don't see it, you know, see them just keeping it up and then again, you know, uh, look at the division. You know, you got, I mean, they're leading it, yes, but you got Seattle, who's always playing tough, but something's up with Seattle. And then, uh, you know, Arizona, they're going to just, you know, I feel like they're an okay team that could definitely just keep up with the Rams. Shoot, man. Looking at the division, I mean, look, the division's still 1-0. and Oh, I don't understand. Oh, it's because they all face the 49ers. 49ers is just... <laughs> They're just getting the garbage, you know, like left behind. Oh, my God, man. So, there you have it, man. All these real deals. Let's see what's going to happen after all this is going to unwind. Um, Like I said, Eagles sitting on top. Chiefs sitting on top. You know, that AFC, NFC, and those were the that was a tough game that we watched. So it's like that competition being there. I could see that just continuing through the season, having these teams, you know, mm-hmm. um, being the teams to look at. Um, shoot, man, have we said enough? I mean, yeah, I think we covered most of it. I mean, um, let me pull up some games, maybe some games to watch. I mean, yeah. Just, you know, Eagles fan, yeah, you're going to watch it. But um, let's see, some games to watch. I mean, there's going to be a battle of the, the um, winless teams. That's the Chargers and Giants. Yeah. It might not be one to watch, but it's just funny that it's there. But uh, Jaguars-Steelers, that's at 12 o'clock on CBS. That's going to be a good one to watch just because of how good the defense is and uh, you know, big fans, see if they could get back onto it. We were just talking about the Rams. Uh, Rams do play the Seahawks this week, so mm-hmm. uh, Rams are home, too, so that should help, and, you know, that would be a big game. Another one, Packers, Cowboys. You know what? I'm actually out. really interesting. In, yeah, I'm interested in that one. That Dallas-Green Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Last year's playoff, that was the first round. Right. Well, you know, just seeing Dallas playing the Broncos and seeing what happened with that, I just want to see, like, if Dallas yeah, will change it up this game, you know? Yeah, I mean, don't be surprised if, you know, definitely. That's always the biggest thing, too, is, like, if a team comes back from, a, you know, a loss or something, um, you know, that somehow it doesn't matter who they play the next week, they'll beat them. So, you know, can't always say Green Bay is just going to be – Dominant always, you know, easy to say that, yeah, but, you know, home game for Dallas. Uh, I don't know, last year, you know, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers had his way with them. Devontae Adams should be healthy. Jordy's going to be healthy. Cobb, like I said, the run game, they won't use it anyway, so as long as the wide receivers are healthy. Martellus Bennett, too, he hasn't even really cracked the ice with the team yet, so. Then again, Cowboys definitely shoot out, and then again, Sunday night football. 
Chiefs Texans. That's going to be an awesome game to watch. That's going to yep. be a real fun one to watch. And then uh, Monday night for the Bears fans out there, uh, Trubisky just to see what the hell he does. So yeah, <laughs> I mean that's just going to be funny. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! We got to come back with some uh, with some recaps after this one. Um, yeah, that's going to be great to watch. Um, yeah, man. Touched on all these QBs. Touched on all the divisions. Let's see if anything changes up after these games. Um, and yeah, we'll bring it back to everybody. Paradise Podcast with Easy Talk. Eli on this. Um, we'll come back with, uh, with more once this, uh, week unfolds. Soundboard check, everything check, lights on, everybody likes camera action, baby, let's go. It's paradise, baby, you know I've been living life. I've been trying to do a lot, though, but you know we're trying to get that music in the garden, you feel me? That's paradise, though. Hey, we dream about this our whole life. Whole life. Why can't we be on top now, living life? Living life. No time to sleep, cause we work it till we finally have our music in the garden, in the garden. We dream about this our whole life. Tell them, we dream about this.